Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Welcome to NBA Today. Coming up on NBA Today, it's a big man's world, and we're just living in it. I love it. Zion and Embiid showed out over the weekend, but can they lead their teams to a championship? We'll discuss. And after dropping 34 points in a win versus the Pistons, AD said the Lakers can beat anyone. But for real, though, wait until you hear what Perk has to say. Plus, it was a finals rematch in the Bay, and just like the finals, the Warriors came to play. What went wrong for Jason Tatum and the Celtics? NBA Today with Cheney starts right now. Oh, hey, what's good? Welcome to NBA Today. Happy Monday. I'm your girl, Chanae Ogwemeke, here with the squad, Ramona Shelburne. Uh, we got Mark Spears, Kendrick Perkins, also Woj is here. We had a very, very big weekend of hoops, but we have to start here. Thanos, a.k.a. Zion Williamson, stood out above the rest. So the Pelicans are on deck. Hashtag Coffee Bean. Let's get to this highlight because this one was so much fun. Zion and the Pelicans getting ready to take on Chris Paul and the Phoenix Suns. No Devin Booker, though, in this one. Here in the second quarter, okay. There's a three-point shot from Zion. Now later, later in the second, Zion, he goes for the layup, misses, but so good with a nice little tip in. The Pelicans head into halftime, down one. Look at that, some coordination. Now in the third quarter, it was all Pelicans. CJ McCollum with the alley to Zion. What? Beautiful. And then another, Zion, three-pointer, Trey Way, let's go. Now, he's hyped. And now the very next possession, Pelicans force a turnover. Zion feeds CJ. Okay, CJ. Okay, Prez. Y'all know right now it's a party in NOLA in New Orleans. A little under three minutes left in the fourth quarter. Torrey Craig lines it up. Ooh, gets the friendly roll. Game's tied up at a 111. Uh, with the three, then a minute and a half later, look at that game tied. Zion puts the Pelicans up two. Big shot right here, though. Chris Paul ties it up at 117. Now, two seconds left in regulation. Zion goes for the win. Oh, no. Now we have free basketball overtime. Now a little under three minutes left in OT. Chris Paul goes for the three-pointer, but he sticks his leg out, and that was his sixth foul. Look at that. Those plays are really dissected. Two minutes, though, now left in the game. Najee Marshall seals the game. The Pelicans win 129-124. Big win. But by the way, big winner is Zion Williamson, whose MVP odds went from 50-1 to entering yesterday's game all the way down to 20-1 to after his second straight 35-point performance against the Suns. That's the sixth shortest odds in the entire association. And just like that, in my Carrie Bradshaw voice, I know you like that, Ramona. The New Orleans Pelicans are first. Oh, you get that too, Mark Spears? Okay. Are first in the West. The Suns, though, they looked like they had no answer for Zion this weekend. So I'm going to start with our resident big man. Perk, is Zion ready to carry a team to the finals? Hell yeah, he is. Look, I mean, listen. 
This guy has been living up to expectations since he's been in diapers, okay? The cameras, the bright lights, they've been on him since the age of 15. You look at what he went through at Duke. The only thing we ever questioned about Zion was his health. When he's available, he hasn't disappointed us. And what he did this weekend, right, to go out and, and, and do how he did without Brandon Ingram, to, to drop the 35-piece spicy last night, he's the second most dominant player next outside of Giannis Antetokounmpo, along with the skill set that he has. And when you look at the Western Conference, and I know everybody go hard that the Golden State Warriors beat the Boston Celtics, we're getting to that later in the show. The West is wide open. Zion Williamson cannot be stopped. He is the Giannis Antetokounmpo of the Western Conference. Mark Spears, I know you've spent extended time watching the Pelicans and being there. What have you taken away from Zion's performance as of late? Well, first of all, yes, I agree. If the Pelicans have Zion Williamson healthy, uh, yeah, they could do some special things this year. But you're looking at 539 days of frustration with Zion Williamson. He's mad at the Suns for knocking out his teammates. He's mad at you for calling him fat and out of shape. He's just mad at the world for not being able to showcase his great talent over this extended period of time. But now he's healthy. He's taking names. He's destroying everyone. He's putting up big numbers. He's, he's enthusiastic. Man, even the fans can feel it. They're frustrated, too. Pelicans basketball has been awful for the most part. So there's an excitement and enthusiasm for Thanos that – I think could make this special team, make it a very, very special team in New Orleans. Let, let's clear this up for the Second public. Second line special. He, he said, mad at you. He's not talking about me because yeah, I never said never that. Said I was that. never that. I'm pro player, but I know the general not, sentiment. in general. I in know. General. The general sentiment was that he was, you know, out of shape. But guess what? He's back and he's better than ever. Ramona, what have you but taken from Zion's performance? Look, he's played his way into great shape because he trusts his body now. He's not worried about a cut might hurt him. He might hurt himself or landing on that foot anymore when you trust your body you can you can let loose and unleash all of his considerable skill set and I think when you talk to the Pelicans what they're most excited about really is they've only they've had 26 games they've only seen CJ Brandon Ingram and Zion Williamson together in 10 of them six and four in those 10 games but they really haven't seen their big three all together Zion's able to carry the carry the team in games when Brandon Ingram isn't there or CJ McCollum isn't there but they haven't even they haven't even seen the best of themselves yet yeah uh, if you think about the last 14 games they have had the fourth best offense and the best defense in that time but that was Sunday we really need to talk though because this was all over social media about the ending of Suns Pelicans Friday night because it was spicy Mr. Joel Myers, please, please, take it away. It's over. Pels no, 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 get it done. And on the spin and the reverse, the slam by Zion. That was a little out of character for me. But you got to understand. I mean, you can understand it or not. They sent my teammates home last year. I missed all last year. I got carried away a little bit. I admit that. But, you know, I was in that locker room when my brothers were down because, you know, the sun sent us home last year. That, that's a tough moment to be a part of. So in that moment, I got carried away. I admit that. That was out of character for me. So, you know, if they was to do the same thing, I wouldn't have no problem with it. 
not mad at it. When we have a dunk like that, we need to bring Vince Carter onto the show. We're probably never going to see Zion Williamson in a dunk contest. So before we discuss anything else, Vince, can you please grade that exceptional dunk? And that's unfortunate, Shanae, that we won't see him because he has a lot of dunk talent. But if I had to grade it, I'm going to go ahead and give my man. Can y'all see that? Oh, a yeah, 10. we can. Oh, we can. And, but, here's, but here's why. And Shanae, here's why. I mean, not, not, I mean, we're talking about just ability. And he's in the air. And it, it, it didn't look rushed. It looked like he was just, look at here. He's just taking his time in the air. You see right here, he's just going to mm, take my time. Full extension on the turnaround on the windmill. And then when he got there, it was just like, oh, yeah, here's the rim. Finish, look at it right there, boom, throws it through. Not squeeze it, not rush it, but throws it through. He gets a 10 all day for me. Yeah, Zion, oh, this looks quite familiar. Uh, yeah, this is why I love oh, what we get to give like our that. guys. Our, just like that, just like that. Uh, Zion clearly going into the upper room probably this week. I don't know if I'm working Thursday, so that's my nominee. Mm. Let's also bring Perk back. Uh, so this really got Cheetah. spicy, though, this dunk, because it was a nine-point game with the clock about to run out. Perk, did Zion violate an unwritten basketball rule? Man, forget an unwritten basketball rule or written basketball Answer rule. Answer the question first. I like Answer the question first. It. And you heard what Zion said. You could, you, you, you could understand it or not. And if I had a chance, would I do it again? Probably so. I'm loving that. Forget that friendly jersey swap. You know what? Zion shouldn't care about nobody's feelings except for his brothers that are in that locker room. And if, you go, if you're mad about it, do something about it. And guess what? The Suns actually had the opportunity to do somebody two nights later. And guess what ended up happening? They got fried. They got they served a 35-piece all-flats salt and pepper so at the end of the day again i went through this in 2010 when i was in boston we used to hate the cleveland cavaliers and lebron james with the the handshakes that they used to do and we we told them about it and you know what Braun said he said if you got a problem do something about it you know what we did when we saw him in the postseason <laughs> beat down. That's what you do. So, so get a win. So, Perk, let's go there since you're talking about the opportunity the Suns had to do something. The Suns, though, were without Devin Booker in the loss. Now, D.A. DeAndre Ayton had 28 and 12, but actually take a closer look at what he said after the game. He said, quote, you can't tell me it's frustrating when I play hard as hell. Do the best you can and the results are the results. This is the regular season. At the end of the day, we're working on ourselves. I don't care oh, about my. no regular regular season game. Now that was a little jarring, but Vince, what's your reaction to that? Because we've heard similar sentiments around the league of guys saying, hey, it's the regular season when they take out. Yeah, but it's the team game. And right now, like just like what Perk said, you were upset about what Zion did. This is your chance to do something. Y'all need wins. Right now, you're not the number one team. This team is beating you and feels like they can beat you at any time. So you, DeAndre Ayton, who, who's on the front lines and your rim protector, it does matter. These games matter because this is a potential team that you're going to see. No, this is a team you're going to see later, and you're going to have to show that, no, nah, y'all can't beat us. But right now, they feel like they can, they can beat you at any time. So I just don't agree with that. I understand what he's saying. He's trying to deflect and get everybody off and let us go ahead and go through what we're going through. But you can't say that, man, because it does matter.
It really does. It really does matter. Uh, you know, if you think about the longevity of where they want to go based on a couple years ago, how far they made it. Uh, so. So the Pelicans, they did, you know, take over the top spot last Wednesday, and they now hold a one-game lead over the Grizzlies and a two-game lead over the Nuggets after winning seven straight. Now to go further into the roster, our senior NBA insider Adrian Wojnarowski is here. Woj, how high is the Pelicans' front office on this roster right now? Shanae, I think what's so unique about this Pelicans roster, how many young players are contributing on a team that I think we all would say is a significant Western Conference contender. I think it's been a clinic by New Orleans, David Griffin, Trajan Langdon, and their front office about how you build a team, how you build a roster in a small market. They Listen, they picked up a lot of draft picks and the deals for Anthony Davis and Drew Holiday. But it's one thing to get picks. It's another thing to nail them the way that New Orleans has Trey Murphy, Jose Alvarado, who was undrafted, Herb Jones, Najee Marshall, and, of course, Dyson Daniels this year. To have that many young, inexpensive players who are contributing and to have a coach in Willie Green who's playing them, who's developing them, and then you look at what C.J. McCollum and Larry Nance brought to this team. I think it's so impressive what C.J. McCollum has done. He had an outsized role with this team last year when they needed him to score, when they needed him to put up numbers to drive this team into the postseason. And now you see C.J. McCollum playing a different role with this group. I think that speaks to his leadership. But on any given night, if you need C.J. to go for 30, he can do that still. Yeah, Ramona, what have you seen with the Pelicans? I mean, they have not, they're not even as good as they're going to be yet. I mean, we, they have incredible depth, right? And you have the, the three main guys have only played 10 games together. And when you don't see what Brandon Ingram and Zion Williamson can do together, you, you can use your imagination, right? Because the way they want to play is Zion handling the ball early in the clock. He can be the playmaker. CJ and, and Brandon Ingram space the floor for Zion. Well, Brandon hasn't been able to play. He's been out 11 games. And so, at some point, Brandon comes back, then they trade off. So there's no reason for them to be looking outside of the depth that they've already built until you see the three stars that they built this team around. Absolutely. And you know what my favorite thing of, like, as of late right now, what we just talked about? Woj just dropping bars. It's one thing to get picks. It's another thing to nail them. I like that one. I'm going to use that. I'm stealing that <laughs> right there. Uh, much more to come on NBA today, including how big man Bowen, Joel Embiid, channeled his inner Dirk when he dropped 53 points versus the Hornets. And uh, the Dub Dynasty was in full effect in the finals rematch Saturday night. What the Warriors know about the Celtics that nobody else does. And on the 20th anniversary of LeBron making his ESPN debut, we take a look back to the night that the King was crowned. NBA Today with Cheney is here. Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely.
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Welcome back to NBA Today. Hornets at 76ers last night. This was all about Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid and the Sixers, as I mentioned, hosting the Hornets. And he came out hot out of the gate. Joel Embiid, 28 points in the first half on 10 of 18 shooting. And by the way, uh, the Sixers led by seven at the half. Now, Ramona, I know you're plugged in on all things Team Joel, but when you see him really just go out there and dominate a team he's expected to dominate versus, what did you think? He is taking more shots, okay? There's only 20 times in his career he's taken more than 25 shots in a game. When he does that, he averages 38 points a game. Just shoot the ball. Just They're, give, they're playing you're through it. him. He's got to be. So, he's got to go and take advantage of it. And you're seeing it. You saw a mid-range. Now you're seeing him attack the basket, where it's like literally he could have done the whole too small. And they've realized they can't double him from the elbow, so he makes his money there. And Bede had 39 points through three quarters. <laughs> now heading to the fourth. Look at this. Now we go to the post game. Okay. Here's a nice little baby hook. He's up to 49 points. Then next possession. I love this right here. Look at the hezy move. Hezzy, nice ball handling, knockdown, 51 points. Now under three to play, Sixers up 13. I mean, just show out. Ooh, got you with the Euro step. Embiid had 53 points, 12 rebounds, and the Sixers win 131-113. Now, although he's not qualified yet, for the second straight season, Joel Embiid is leading the NBA in points per game. His 33.4 points per game are on pace to be the most by a center since the 1976 merger. And this is the Joel Embiid that we all want to see. So I ask you, Ramona, what is he doing differently this year that makes us see these huge outputs? Well, they've made a conscious decision to play through Joel Embiid. It's, it's that simple. Like, there's James Harden on the court and Joel Embiid, Tobias Harris, but they are playing through Joel Embiid. There's no question about it now. When James Harden first came back, the question was, would he be a willing catch-and-shoot guy? Could he run actions with Joel? And when you look at Joel Embiid play right now, okay, just I mean, get in your head, okay? Picture Dirk Nowitzki at the nail in that championship season with the Mavericks. Like, the... Look, the, the highlights, the, the way they play together, it's, it's not the normal comp that we think of, of Joel Embiid, but when he watches tape, this is who he watches. This is, this is Dirk Nowitzki's game is who he patterns his offensive game around. Yeah, that's smart because if you want to win a championship, follow that guy. And also, you know, internationals, I think there's synergy there when you think about the big scheme of things. Let's bring Perk in because... Let's also be real. This was against the Hornets. Uh, Perk, can Embiid continue to play like this, though, against contenders when they really need him to? 
Yes. Yes, he's one of the most skilled centers that we've ever seen. Like one, one of the most skilled centers in NBA history, to be honest with you. And let me be the first to apologize for all of us on this panel today because we have been ignoring his greatness throughout the season because of guys like Luka and John Moran and Zion, the emergence of them. And O.L. have been quietly just handing people those 50 pieces. But I think Philly and James Harden has figured it out. Like, this is not James Harden and Joel and B team. This is Joel and B team, and everybody just figure out how to play around him and trust that he's going to make people around him better. He's so talented that he's good enough to win you games. He's good enough to win you playoff series. Hell, he might be even good enough to take you to the finals. I'm not ready to jump there yet. I have to see more from him when it matters the most on the defensive side of things. But Joel and B, again, making the case while we should be mentioning his name as one of the best players in the league, while we should be mentioning his name in the MVP conversation, while he's an all-NBA player, he has constantly reminded us, and I want to be the first to apologize, and I apologize for you, Sinead, and you, Ramona. Yes, as well. I, I absolutely agree. And He's how, been injured a bit, okay? So <laughs> he hasn't been playing every year. He wasn't available really for a lot of the start of the season, but the fact of the matter is how good has Joel Embiid been. Two out of the three highest-scoring games mm-hmm. this season, he's got them. He also has four 40-point games, which is tied with Devin Booker and one behind Luka, and we're talking about a center, y'all. So, you know I love to see this. Perk, it's been a good day for us with the bigs, with the posts, right? It's been, it's been nice. Yeah. I don't want to change mm-hmm. things, though, because yeah. coming up on NBA today, the Lakers, are back in L.A. We had to go there after their six-game road trip. But are they any better than when they left? A can't-miss take from Perth. And also, y'all, the Celtics, we have to talk about it. They struggled in their return to the Bay on Saturday night. But are they one step closer to getting Robert Williams back? They need him. Live updates on this. Next, plus, this was the shot of the weekend. But how does A.J. Griffin's game winner stack up with the top of the top? NBA Today with Sinead. Right back after the break. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I got a dream and it's all I see. Throws that one down. My team and it's all I need. Jumper is pure. I see the man and it's found by me. Oh, nicely done. James and Kyan Anthony squaring off tonight on ESPN2. Let's flash back 20 years ago to the day when LeBron played his first ever game on ESPN. 
The then 17-year-old phenom scored 31 points, 13 rebounds, and 6 assists in the win over Oak Hill Academy, putting the basketball world on notice for generations to come, and the rest was history. Welcome back to NBA Today. I'm your girl, Chanel Gwimike, in from Leek Andrews, Adrian Wojnarowski, Ramona Shelburne, all here in the building. And 20 years later, LeBron James is still putting in work. It's really cool to see how things have come because the Lakers, they closed out their six-game road trip last night with a win over the Pistons. LeBron posted 35-5-5, while Anthony Davis put up 34-15-7. And, and here's AD following the Lakers' 124-117 win. Yeah, that's why it was a must-win for us um, to get this win, feeling good about ourselves going into, you know, a big game back at home. So, uh, you know, we feel like we can beat anyone. Um, you know, we're we're playing really good defensively. Our offense is clicking, um, so we expect that to be a good game for us. So Anthony Davis has newfound energy both on and off the court, but this time he, he thinks, this is what he said, that the Lakers can beat anyone. Perk, while this might be the right mindset, the Lakers in actuality are 5-14 and 14 against teams 500 or better this season. Not shade, just facts. So what do you make <laughs> of this assessment that the Lakers can beat anyone from Anthony Davis? I think AD is out of his damn mind. And, and I don't want to hear about what he say they can do. Do it. Like, this is what we at right now. Do it. You cannot be five games below 500. All right. Have a 5-14 and 14 record against 500 teams or better. With a record of 500 or better. And come on here talking about you can compete with any team. Like, I don't want to hear that. Like, do it. Like, this team was assembled to win and win at an extremely high level, especially when they acquired Russell Westbrook last season. So you take LeBron, AD, and Russ, and they're supposed to be sitting at, what is it, 10 and 15 right now is their record? Like, come on, man, like, at least get back to 500. Stay humble. This is the problem that you have, not only with the Lakers and the organization, but the fan base of the Lakers. Stay humble until y'all get where y'all supposed to be at, because right now, this ain't it. Yeah, it, it is not what they expected, but at least you can take some good from his play so far. Woj, what did we learn? What's the state of the Los Angeles Lakers after this 3-3 three and three road trip? Yeah, Chene, I think certainly one thing that the Lakers, Lakers fans can take from this is you can see that this team is starting to develop an identity with Darvin Ham. That this is, a, this is a group that is playing hard, they are competing, uh, they are defending you saw against Philly, the, the, the way they came back in that game, obviously they would love to have made a couple free throws and, and stolen that game against the Sixers. But I think with Anthony Davis at play, playing at an all-NBA level again and, and LeBron James healthy playing at a high level, you're starting to see role players growing with this team. And Russell Westbrook, since he started to come off the bench, I think that relationship with Darvin Ham has been, I think, a godsend for this organization. And so I think... I think like Perk said, I don't think this is a team that is among the elite, but certainly on any given night, I think they could beat uh, the elite at home. Could they beat them in a seven-game playoff series? No, but I think certainly for this Laker team, for organization, you've seen growth, and this was a team early in the season I think people feared might be one of the worst in the West. They're not going to be that. 
I mean, Russell Westbrook's turnaround from coming from where he was at the beginning of this season is one of the most remarkable things I've seen in this league in a long time. I, I, he was a game or two from either being sent home out of the league, and to, for him to be contributing at this level right now is an incredible testament to his mental makeup for here and, and the way he's approached this, but also the relationship he built with Darvin Ham over the summer and the trust they have in each other. LeBron James is going to be 38 years old in a couple of weeks. 38 years old. That's an incredible. When you said that it was 20 years ago that he played in that high school game, it, th that's right, because he was 18 then, and he's going to be 38 in 20. Oh, my gosh, in a couple of weeks. Yeah, Perk, what, what, what you got? Well, well, we're on here treating the Lakers like, you know, it's a rebuild situation. Like, this is a young ball club mm -hmm. like the Houston Rockets. We're, we're talking about a veteran group, okay? And we cannot sit up here again and applaud a fish for swimming by acknowledging <laughs> that, hey, they're finally starting to play hard. They're finally starting to compete with, with other teams. They're finally starting to win some games. Like, this is a championship or bust type situation. And the fact of the matter is, is that are they going to win a championship this year? No, I'm not putting my money on that this team right here is going to win a championship. Have they gotten better? Have Russell Westbrook improved, uh, accepted his role off the bench? Yes. Have AD finally started playing like a top five talent? Yes. LeBron James, is he old? He's going to be eligible for his pension. I understand that. They are still 11 and 15 and number 12 in the Western Conference. And we cannot be treating them like they're a bunch of young guys that's going through growing pains. Okay, Perk, just three are not road trip. Perk, pretty good. And they could have stole a game. They could have really gone four and two. But you know, I'm, girl, I'm a girl that's glass half full. Uh, they will need the confidence because the Lakers' next opponent, the Boston Celtics, though, they struggled in their last game on Saturday in a finals rematch against the Warriors. Steph and Clay combined for 66 points in that 123-107 win. Jason Tatum was held to 18 points on 21 shots. So we talked about, you know, one premier fan franchise. Let's switch things over, Perk. How surprising was Tatum's performance in this one for you? You know what? It's, it's one thing to have a bad shoot night. Everybody goes through that. But to not have it on your mind to come out here and just be pure dominant without Andrew Wiggins being on the floor from Jason Tatum talking about how miserable his offseason was because the way he performed in the finals to him actually going to a postgame interview and saying this game was more meaningful to the fans and the media than it was to him. It, it made my skin crawl because it's like, no, like these are the games that matters the most. These are the games that you need to put behind you. Like, because the narrative is always going to be until he played Golden State again this season is that no matter what else he does, they're going to say, oh, you don't do that against Golden State. And you want to get that monkey off your back. And I was just expecting more out of him from just all aspects of the game. And he didn't deliver. Well, during the finals, what did we talk about with Jason Tatum? He had trouble finishing at the rim. The Warriors had a scheme, and they sent multiple defenders at him, made it very difficult for him to finish. Mm -hmm. They did the same thing again in this one. Now, Jason spent all summer working on finishing at the rim, finishing through contact. He's improved tremendously in that department. But against the team that did that to him in the finals, he had a tough night again. And this is without Andrew Wiggins. 
So this is a throwback Klay Thompson defensive performance, but also the way the Warriors defend Jason Tatum is being studied by every team in the league that has had a hard time stopping him this year. You better believe they will be employing a lot of the same techniques that Golden State has had success with in stopping Tatum. Yeah, and I think for some Celtics fans, they're going to be like, wait until we're full strength. So, Woj, the Celtics are back in L.A. They're in L.A. for a back-to-back starting with the Clippers tonight. What is the latest on Robert Williams' attempt to return to the floor for Boston? Well, Cheney, uh, Robert Williams is out tonight against the Clippers. Uh, we'll see tomorrow with the Lakers. I think they are essentially waiting for Robert Williams at this point, I think, to, to wake up one morning and say, I'm ready to go. He's cleared to play. You know, if you saw some of the clips of him in practice, catching lob dunks, you know, he's playing five-on-five. He's playing pain-free. But, you know, he's still coming off of that off-season knee surgery. And if it's not tomorrow against the Lakers, then Boston is back home Friday against Orlando. And you start to count. I think the countdown continues then. But there's no rush to get Robert Williams back. When he's ready mentally, he'll be back. And, you know, they've been without Al Horford who's been in protocol here for the last couple days. But this is a deep Boston team, and you've seen even without Robert Williams, yeah. their starting center, they've been uh, they've been the best team in the league since the start of the season. He didn't season. have to prove anything. Yeah. He pushed himself last year. Yep. And this was one Come key back. loss. If you think about it, the entire Celtics season has bought him a tremendous amount of time, so there's no pressure there. But coming up on NBA Today, uh, A.J. Griffin did this to the Bulls. What? I don't think I've ever seen this before. How does his game winner stack up against some of the most impossible shots of all time? We'll get to that right after this break. You're watching NBA Today. Paul Silas, who touched the game as a player, coach, and president of the National Basketball Players Association, died this weekend. Silas, the father of current Houston Rockets coach Steven Silas, was 79. Silas won three championships as a player and was a coach for over two decades, including as a head coach for the Cavs during LeBron James's rookie season. Many around the league, including LeBron, reacted to his passing this weekend. Probably one of the greatest human beings I've ever been around. Um, you know, the start of my journey in this league started with him. You know, and his, um, his command, his principles, his attention to detail, but his love for, you know, family. You know, to hear that news is very sad. Our, our hearts goes out to the, to the family, to the Silas family, that's for sure. Great man. Great man. Um, you know, he uh, was a mentor for uh, a black player, a black coach. Uh, in this league, we lost a, uh, a really good man. For my family, Paul Silas was a, a giant. Obviously, our thoughts and prayers go out to their family. Back with Vince Carter and Mark Spears. Mark, you described Silas as a giant of a man this weekend. What would you like to share about his impact on the basketball community? Yeah, I actually uh, text with his son, Stephen Silas, and who's had a tough, tough couple of days, understandably so. And Silas said uh, his mother, Carolyn, himself, and his sister, Paula, uh, they truly appreciate the outpouring of love, uh, including the moments of silence around the league and that, you know, that he has received since he's passed. Um, Paul Silas was very gracious to me when he was his first stint with the Charlotte Hornets. I just really love talking to him and his knowledge of the game, his great sense of humor, and it's, he's just old schoolness. And, uh, you know, he, he's special to the Bay Area as well. He went to McClimates High, where uh, Bill Russell also went, and he's one of the 
Oakland legends, man, alongside Bill Russell and Damon Lillard and Gary Payton, Brian Shaw and Jason Kidd. And just as a special man to me, I would always ask Stephen about him all the time. How's your dad doing? And, you know, my prayers and condolences to the Silas family. Yeah, our heart is with Stephen and his entire family. Vince, what will you remember most about Paul Silas? It's crazy listening to him, what everybody has to say to him. And it's like I sound like I fall in line because he, he's meant to, the same to me. And I didn't play for him. I built a relationship with him just through basketball itself and him being kind enough to have conversation and talk to him to where that rela relationship be uh, continued when he became a coach. I'm sorry, when he retired. And I used to see him all the time sitting behind the Hornets bench. And I made it my business every year. We would play the Hornets. I run over there behind the bench, whether it was during the game, before the game, or after, to say hello to him. Just his knowledge, uh, just the person he lights up the room. He just always had great conversation, uh, great tidbits, uh, very funny. I mean, I mean, he's just, like I said, he's a giant. Uh, for as tough a player he was, he was just a great person. Obviously, he's the champion, and, uh, you know, he will be missed just for just his heart and how great and how welcome he was as a person. Thanks, Vince. Thanks, Mark, for sharing a bit of your heart, and he will absolutely be missed. And Michael Jordan released the following statement. Our Hornets family mourns the passing of Paul Silas. Paul was an incredible leader and motivator. Paul's enthusiastic and engaging personality was accompanied by an anecdote for every occasion. He was one of the all-time great people in our game, and he will be missed. More NBA Today after this. You're watching NBA Today. It's NBA Christmas Day, beginning at noon on ESPN and ABC. It's never too early to talk Christmas hoops or Christmas shop. I personally, though, I'm going to stay on task. I yeah. can't wait for the Celtics Bucks. But uh, speaking of the Bucks, they were in Houston yesterday, so let's go coast to coast and start in H-Town, H-Town down, baby. Producer Greg said we could talk about the Rockets. Y'all, my Houston people, we won. We are leading coast to coast with the Rockets, and I'm going to be the analyst and host here. Jalen Green scored 30 points to lead the Rockets to an upset win over the Bucks. Time for some numbers. Six of Houston's eight wins have now come against teams 500 or better. So now you get my hometown gospel. Who have the Rockets beaten lately? The Sixers, the Suns, the Mavs, the Hawks, the Bucks. And during this nine-game stretch, the Rockets' top four scorers are all under the age of 22. It's happening, y'all, and I got the care package from the Rockets, and I'm going to rock it this week. Now let's get back to business, okay? The Raptors have now lost 9 of 10 on the road after dropping their second straight game at Orlando on Sunday. Scotty Barnes scored just 17 points in 73 minutes over the two losses to the Magic. So, Vince, where's the reigning rookie of the year right now? I think he's just going through a slump right now. You know, last year he had a great year, ball in his hand. He was playing some point guard, just having a very successful season. Now the ball's not quite in his hand as much with Siakam getting a lot of touches. So he just has to find ways to be effective and get that mojo back. And, you know, after, you know, the rookie year, the scouting report is real. Uh, the Knicks became the first oh, team to hold the Kings under 100 points all season in Sundays when New York is allowing under 93 points per game during its four-game winning streak. So, Mama Momo. 
Coach Tibbs' defense playing defense, no surprise, right? Yeah, over the last month, they're the fourth best defense in the league in terms of defensive efficiency. And Julius Randle got it going again. Much maligned, Julius Randle. Okay, defense, Tibbs, Knicks winning, all is well. And speaking of which, uh, we are winning because our NBA Wednesday doubleheader has the Knicks and the Bulls at 7.30 Eastern. Then the Timberwolves head to L.A. to face the Clippers. Our coverage tips off with NBA Countdown at 7 on ESPN and the app. Now, in the spirit of more that we are looking forward to after last week's news, I want to bring in ESPN investigative reporter TJ Quinn, who has covered Brittany Griner's journey from Russia all the way back stateside. And TJ, you have a story posted on ESPN.com about what she has been doing since she returned to the States and also already the basketball court. Can you tell us more about this? Yeah, she. no one was really sure if she was even going to have an appetite for basketball when she got back. When she was in the Moscow jail that where she spent most of her time over there, there was a hoop but no ball. Her lawyers offered to bring her one, and she said, I'm not even ready to think about it. But she's been back in San Antonio since she landed early Friday morning. She's at Fort, uh, Fort Sam Houston, uh, living essentially in a, in a hotel guest quarters. Uh, she is content to stay there, and no one has pressed her. Nobody is telling her this is what you have to do. But on her own, she decided to go over to the gym. Uh, her agent told me that the first thing she did was dunk. Uh, so she was glad to know she still had that skill. Uh, and she just taking it very easy with a very light workout. Shout out to Lindsay Cagoacolas, her agent, who has really worked tirelessly to make this happen and also give us what we need to hear that she's already back dunking. But I know you mentioned that, you know, no one's pressuring her about her future, but that is still the question on everyone's mind right now. So where does BG, Brittany Griner, go from here? Yeah, exactly. She's, well, She's not going directly home. Whenever she leaves the, the Army base, she's going to go to what people around her have told me is just an undisclosed private location. They really want to try to keep a wall between her and the public as she gets back into her normal life. All the advice is you just can't rush somebody back in after they've been in through what she has for the past 10 months. She's seeing family there. Uh, she'll start to see some friends. When she's ready to move on, she will do that. As far as basketball, uh, yes, her agent, Lindsay, said that she's there's no pressure on her. They're going to at least take the holidays, see how she feels. But there's such attention to her mental health and what that transition is going to be like uh, that they're just going to see how does she react as she gets back in the normal swing of things. Let her decide what she wants to do when she wants to do it. Thank you so much, TJ, for your excellent reporting and also these updates. Uh, we are sure we're going to hear from you in the days to come following Brittany Griner's return. So thank you so much. And also sticking in the W, I, I have to do this, y'all. I have to shout out because this is some news breaking as well. My big sis, Neka Ogwemike, how did I missay my own name? My big sis, Neka Ogwemike, was just recently reelected as president of the WNBA Players Association for a third term. Shout out, big sis. And we've got a new executive committee. It's it's quite beautiful. Uh, Kelsey Plum, Elizabeth Williams, Natalie Achamwa, Satu Sabali, Brianna Stewart, Brianna Turner. These girls put in the work and but it's you. a new age. No, I think I'm I'm done. <laughs>
you know, it, my time has come and A lot passed. of Zooms. A lot, a lot of, of Zooms, but uh, you know, I'm split a, a zillion ways, and I think these women that you see on this page right here are gonna do a fantastic job, and shout out to NECA. I mean, three terms, and really spearheading the change and the growth and the evolution of the women's game. NECA, Nemkadi Ogumike. Okay, I have to say that's that. That's how you like, say ten, it. That's how you say it. I think it was just like all this Monday, Mondays, right? <laughs> uh, but that's, that's really beautiful. But you guys, going back to the NBA, somehow, some way, there's still more to come on this show, including AJ Griffin's game winner, Vince, Vince Carter, BC. Does this oh. remind you of anything? Does this remind you of anything? Oh, it absolutely does. If you see that guy there, Mr. Griffin, that's his dad. Yes, the fadeaway for the win. On the road in Boston, of all oh, places. I just had to sit there and say, yeah, you see it. Look at that you pose. see it. We'll yeah, be back. We'll be back in a sec. Hey, don't call happy. that pose. It was <laughs> They'll go inside, go up, and he got it! He got it! He got it! I don't believe it! Catch, twist, fire, hit, A.J. Griffin at the buzzer! Wow. Unbelievable play. Okay, that was last night. A.J. Griffin with .5 seconds left on the clock. Hawks win in overtime. Vince, how do the Bulls let that happen? <sighs> Losing concentration. I mean, you, it was it was back and forth to you like, oh man, the Hawks lost. Then all of a sudden, it's like, wait a minute, what? They they called a timeout right before this, put Trey in the game as the decoy to open things up. And AJ, great concentration, great body control. Because look, he's going away from the basket to turn around. You have to be a young guy to be able to pull that off. Because old guys, I don't think their body can really twist like that anymore. <laughs> I actually looked at the rim too. It, it's wild, but uh, as Vince said, it was all yeah. about body control and this had you know us inspired yeah. here at NBA today on ESPN uh, so it's time for our top of the top best buzzer beaters with half a second or less let's go oh let's do this Ooh, and let's start with Charles Barkley back in 93 0.5 on the clock and he sinks it for Portland Perk how did, how did that happen Perk what do you think from this one uh, I mean Hey, sometimes you're in the right spot at the right time. That's what that happened. But Balls not giving the up. The Chucks, <laughs> they're not giving up on the play. Key, uh, next, Derek Fisher in 2004. Oh, my gosh. 0.4 against this the Spurs, crazy. Ramona. What do you remember from this moment? Well, Robert Ori wanted to cut off this lane, but Pop says, no, we got to double Kobe. So Derek oh, Fisher's open. And Pop, RC viewers, they still swear that clock so started crazy. late. Did the clock start on time? I don't know. It was a home game for San Antonio. Can't complain. Ever. And, you know, as a lefty coming that yep. angle, oh, that, like, play to his strengths. Oh, yeah. Look at the reaction. <laughs> That's the famous Shaq quote. One lucky shot to deserves another. Three, How about oh, this? David Lee, just one-tenth of a second. Look at this. Oh, what? man, I remember this. MJ was in the building, That's y'all. so bad. Vince. <laughs> That's so oh. bad. <laughs> Vince, is there anything better than a game winner in front of MJ? <sighs> It's, it's nothing better. No. I mean, you know, you know MJ's man. He's competitive even when he's better. not playing. So the you pass know he was is pissed. really good on that one. <laughs> oh, the pass is beautiful. Pass. Absolutely. Perk, Perk, which one was your favorite one? Like the short. Like were you Ronaldo surprised? Baltimore. Were you surprised, Perk, or which one of these I, are your favorite? I got. I got to go with Derek Fisher. I mean, series tied up yeah. two two. You on the road. You hit the game winner to go back to LA. Up three two. That was it. That was it right there. Like that was that yeah. was that was the one. They like, closed it out. That back might in have LA. been one of the greatest. Like, yeah, that was one of the greatest like buzzer beaters as far as 
game-winning shots in NBA Her, history, in Her, my opinion. B- before we go, can you, like, can, you open, can you show everyone your hoodie? Because I thought I saw something when we were getting set for the see. show. Is it is it a carry-on? I mean, oh. yeah, <laughs> Perk, you got merch now? Perk with the merch. Perk with the merch. Just a little sneak. I mean, you know, you know, I mean, you know. Are we gonna get, oh are we going to get the merch? Y'all got y'all package on the way. I need a shirt. Y'all got, y'all got y'all package on the way. Y'all got y'all package on the way. Okay, Everybody baby. Cool Before we head out, let's talk about the these door. players of the week because they are just in. And look at these right behind us. You can see it. Player of the week, rightfully so. The big men. We started the As show expected. with the big men. We yep. end the show with the big men. Zion Williamson and Joel and Bean Mama Momo. It's a beautiful thing. Woo. 43 a game. That's, that that, is that was against nice. Anthony Woo. Davis in one of those games. Precisely. What? Thank oh, you for buddy. spending your Monday with us. We're having fun. And I know this week is going to be full of great NBA action. We will see you soon. Malika's back Ooh, tomorrow. Christmas going to be good. I'm going to get my carry-on shirt. Yeah.